What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Emma Sasek's interview with the producer and writer for Marcel Vachelle with Shoes On, Elizabeth Holm and the animation director, Kirsten Lepore. All right, so I'm making like a little documentary. Oh, it's like it's a like... movie, but nobody has any lines and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it. Mm. No. Hmm? Tell me about what's life like. It's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. My cousin fell asleep in a pocket and that's why I don't like the saying, everything comes out of the wash because sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it does, and they're just like a completely different person. So it's actually only two of us now. Myself and my grandmother, Nana Connie. We like to watch 60 Minutes because Leslie Stahl is fearless. Nana, make the noise. Sometimes I find my mind wandering, thinking, what would my family think? Do you think they could be out there? Marcello, let's forget about being afraid. Just take the adventure. Okay, let, let's do it. Hi, everybody. It's Marcel. I'm recording this video because I'm looking for my family. Marcel Lachelle and the search for a family reunited. Ah. Marcel, how long has it been since you've seen your family? I couldn't tell you, but a space in my heart gets bigger and louder every day. Hmm. Dean, do you know how long? That's two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, that's nice to know. There's so many places that they could be. Marcel the shell with shoes on. You are beautiful. There must be so many others like me. He has got to go. Not that I don't like Arthur. Not that. No. Oh my God. No. No. Arthur. Ah. I showered for you. Hey, I did too. <laughs> oh, cool. Let the record show, I shower. Yes. <laughs> well, I know that both of you came into this project and have very different roles in terms of the day-to-day, but um, I feel like Marcel Shell is just kind of a, a cute universal experience for everybody to have. But I would love to know how um, both of you from 
I know Elizabeth, you uh, are our producer of the film, also a writer of it as well. And then Kirsten, you come in from the art department. Um, how you learned about Marcel? If it was from like these viral videos, if Elizabeth, you were kind of involved with it from the beginning, I'd just love to learn a little bit about the start with this little guy. Sure. Um, well, Kirsten, I will say, is our amazing animation director, among many, wearing a million hats, like all of us. Um, uh, I So I work with Jenny Slate a lot. Um, Marcel was, I want to say, our fifth project together. Um, so I've been writing and producing for her for about a dozen years at this point. Um, I was not involved with the original short films. Jenny and Dean created those together. Um, before the feature. And they also, you know, wrote two amazing uh, New York Times bestselling children's books about Marcel. Um, so there there was, you know, a lot of beautiful Marcel material already out in the world um, before we got into the feature. Uh, I came aboard um, around the same time as Kirsten in 2014. Um, Honestly, it started, I think Jenny and I were at our dear friend, Gillian Robespierre, uh, who directed Obvious Child uh, that we all made together. Um, we were at Gillian's bachelorette party and like lying in floaties in a swimming pool. <laughs> and uh, we're just talking about like, how is it possible that there hasn't been a Marcel feature yet? Um, and, you know, I think Jenny and Dean had had some sort of... Um, Initial development offers uh, from a couple different studios along the way, um, but we're always kind of, you know, um, cautious because Marcel was like their child um, and is, you know, such a special, idiosyncratic, enigmatic, deeply human shell. Um, <laughs> and so you know, there's so much sort of authenticity and, and heart and specificity to Marcel that there was this, you know, understandable fear of like, we don't want to make a lunchbox musical. Um, you know, if we ever were going to make a movie, it would probably have more in common with like Grey Gardens or, you know, the documentary Billy the Kid, uh, which is another film we often talked about as something they loved, um, than like your your typical Pixar film, which are also incredible and we adore. Um, but it was really its own thing. And so um I was just really excited to help bring their vision to life and figure out how do we make an indie stop motion animated film uh that also has real world live action elements and and create this kind of very something that feels really real and human um, and had never really been done before. I mean, yeah. indie animation, Kirsten, I'm sure it could speak to this, like doesn't happen. Um, it's really, yeah. it's really hard to to do if you're not, you know, working with Leica or Ardman or Netflix, like these, these types of projects really are incredibly difficult to make. And so um I don't know. I like a challenge and I don't like being told <laughs> no. Um, and I adore Jenny and I adore Dean and I adore Kirsten. So it was, you know, kind of a no brainer to me, but definitely um, has been a long journey to figure out how to, how to make it happen. I'm I don't sure know if I mean, Kirsten, it, please talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, just going back to like where I got involved. Yeah. I think Liz actually called me in 2014. Um, and, and yeah, I think I was also one of the the first probably few people yes. um, on the team, um, which was such an honor to get that call. Cause I was, I was a fan of the Marcel shorts, like 
like everybody else who saw them, you know, as viral shorts on YouTube. Like I was like, these are amazing. And like sent them around to all of my friends. Um, And, uh, and actually Dean and Jenny were going around with Marcel at festivals around 2010 at the same time that I had this film called bottle going around at festivals. So like, that's where I had actually met them in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were at like a Sundance party that I crashed uh, and, you know, they were there. <laughs> that's um, the best kind of party. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then it was great to meet them then. I think we just forged that, that small little connection meeting in person. And then, yeah, years later, they, they thought of me when they decided to expand this into a feature. Um, thankfully, I mean, yeah, I was, uh, it was the easiest yes I've ever given to a project. I think like oh. Liz said like five words and I was like, yes, yes, please. When, when are we doing this? I'm like, in. <laughs> That's so it's, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could you say no to Marcel? I mean, I have seen the movie two or three times at this point, And I mean, I just melt every time I see him, like, there's just these like adorable little quips that he has and then just really heartwarming moments, which I know both of you are more than well-versed in all of them, but it's just like, I don't know who would have thought that a little shell with little shoes on would be able to like warm so many people's hearts. I'm sure that like this last year, ever since the feature was released, um, I guess coming up on a year from now, um, since then, how has it been like seeing all of this, especially these last few months with Golden Globe nomination, Oscar nomination. I mean, just really incredible recognition. What yeah. can you say? <laughs> total, it's a total thrill and honor and dream come true. You know, I think we all really love the film and so appreciate that we had the opportunity to work on it and work together and we're all so proud of it. And, um, you know, the film still moves and inspires us and we've seen every version of it 9 million times. <laughs> um, yeah. And it yeah. doesn't, I don't grow tired of it. And it's just, it's really heartwarming to, to make something that touches so many people across, you know, all ages and all walks of life. I mean, I don't know about you, Kirsten, like the couple of times that I've gone, it sounds so silly to say, but like, I went to go, you know, figure out an outfit for an award ceremony. And the folks like helping me, you know, with my like buy a pair of shoes were like, you know, we get to talking about what I'm there for. And of course, you know, as, as soon as I say Marcel, it's like people just are, their faces light up and they tell yeah. me how much the film has meant to them. And, yeah. um, you know, we don't, we don't make art in the vacuum. We make, you know, we make movies to, to share with people and ignite conversation and make people feel connected. And this movie is sort of in many ways all about, the difference between having an audience and having a community and the community that has sort of, you know, built and grown up on Marcel or is getting exposed to it for the first time. It's really just beautiful um, to see. And yeah, we're, we're so proud. I don't. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, I I echo all of those things. It was like, I mean, yeah, you can never imagine this when you're working on something for you know seven, eight years or whatever. But um, it's like the last thing on your mind, and then yeah, such a, an incredible, um, just yeah, delight, honor, surprise. You know, when all of these things, um, when all these nominations came our way. Um, and I think one of the things I was also really excited about is, uh, is just that, uh, we're, we use such a unique process in making this film that it's so cool to see that get recognition as well. I mean, I didn't even realize until, uh, so- someone, a journalist actually told me that we were like, it was a historic nomination as like one of the first, like stop motion films, you know, using like a little bit of this hybrid kind of live action process, um, to be nominated. Like there's never been a film with this unique process that we've developed be nominated before. And I, I feel like that in itself is like very exciting to, to be able to celebrate um, because, you know, animation is like an ever changing and evolving uh, medium that is like always on the cutting edge of technology too. And so it's, it's very, um, it's very exciting to see um I don't know, to kind of be on that ride uh, mm-hmm. and be part of that, uh, you know, that evolution and that technological change um, and to have that be recognized is like so exciting. And I was actually going to ask you about, you're so right, it is very unique to see stop motion animation, but all in a very real context going on in the background, you know, what was it like being able to expand upon that world from, you know, just those the small bits and pieces we got to spend with him in those short films. And, and same thing with you too, Elizabeth, from like the writing standpoint, really getting to broaden this world that Marcel lives in and the, and the challenges and complexities of his world. Yeah. I mean, from a, from a technical standpoint, it was, uh, it's very funny for me to just have learned how Dean did the original shorts. I had no idea because I come from a more formal stop motion background. Right. Um, and then, and Dean comes from sort of a live action and editing background, although now he knows so much about animation. He's a pro. <laughs> um, but back when he made the shorts, uh, he basically just ran the camera, like just rolled live action film, moved Marcel around, and then just edited out, edited out all the parts that had his hand in it, essentially. <laughs> and then just kept all the Marcel bits, which is like, <laughs> so not the way that I, you know, that like animators would approach it. But I think that's also part of like, what retains so much like charm and authenticity in um in just his surroundings like it just made him feel more real so we definitely you know had quite the challenge uh when expanding it into a feature uh, and sort of upping the production value like how do we how do we retain all of that charm and and um and authenticity uh and that look about the original um, so yeah, it was definitely a very long road, uh, with the, I don't know, using all different types of processes to, <laughs> to ultimately achieve that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we still made sure that we were true to, um, this, you know, this same like inch by inch tall puppet. Like it's, it's, that's how big it is, you know, like we were sort of backbreaking <laughs> work for the animators to do that, but we knew that it needed to be the original size um, and, you know, just adding like a couple joints for him for his feet and a little bit more movement for his eyes with replacement animation and, um, and, you know, hiring some professional animators and, you know, we were able to, to take it there. That's crazy what you can do. I mean, who would have thought, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I adding, you know, adding on to that, I think Kirsten's right on that the, 
goal from the very beginning at every step of the process was trying to maintain this authenticity and the feeling of watching a real documentary. Um, And so whether that was, you know, integrating handheld um, into animation, which you rarely see, um, or like in the, you know, audio recording process of, you know, coming up with the audio play while most animation, you know, the voices are recorded in, you know, separate studios, we recorded in real houses where our, you know, Jenny and Isabella and others could it, interact and improvise off of one another and also, you know, respond to the space, the real house and the space that they were in. Um, and or, or farms or, or far, yeah, or Isabella's farm <laughs> or, or my apartment that you're looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, um, it was really important to us to, to maintain that texture and, and that warmth of a real, of a real place and real conversations. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of expanding the story and the world, um, that was an interesting sort of initial question we would often get from, um, you know, potential financiers when we were, you know, first taking this project out was like, the shorts are really funny and cute and charming, but how is this, you know, a 90 minute feature? Um, And so it was really important to us um, to tell a story that still felt real and human and relatable and honest and obviously drew from bits and pieces of everyone's lives and and personal experiences. Um, So, you know, rather than expand, I think we just wanted to deepen, Um, which, you know, the original shorts also have so much depth. I mean, when you think about these, you know, what you would call one-liners, there's just so much thoughtfulness uh and complexity um to to make them really land um but yeah i think you know every phase of this project uh it was kind of essential to make it feel real getting the real leslie and not just the real leslie but the real 60 minutes documentary crew who actually came and and were the documentary crew that you know filmed uh, on set and shooting in the real 60 minutes studio and um you know getting the the real Philip Larkin poem that Nana Connie recites and the real you know peaceful easy feeling like these were all elements or the real you know candy wrapper that you know there's so many that Nanakani pulls the the bee you know across uh the the dirt <laughs> on um that you know Dean is incredibly um meticulous and thorough and specific and and you see that uh through every single frame of this project mm-hmm. um and I think it's ultimately what makes it feel so seamless and lived in um, even though Kirsten and I know every single seam of this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down to the millisecond. Um, I think the experience, you know, hopefully feels just very natural. I I know that we have to wrap up, but um, I did just want to point out that I really love what you had just said about like just drawing these more deeper meanings from life and all of these experiences. I know many might consider animation just a children's thing, and those are just children's stories. But I think we've definitely seen in recent years and definitely with Marcel, like how everybody from every walk of life can really 
gather something or relate to this story in some way. So it's been such a pleasure to speak with both of you to learn a little bit about that. And and really congratulations on just a whirlwind of a ride so far. Thank you so much. Thank you. So nice to meet you. Thank you. You too. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Emma Sassick's interview with the producer and writer for Marcel the Show of Shoes On, Elizabeth Holm, and the animation director, Kirsten Lepore, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Marcel the Show of Shoes On is nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature and is up for your consideration. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we will see you all next time. It's Spanish. And it's Verlaine, and we are Game Fix. Hey, where are you going to get the latest video game news and reviews? A- anywhere on the internet. No, no, no. Where, where are you going to get unfiltered opinions, brutal truths, and pretty much things nobody has the balls to say? Ah, then, my friend, you're talking about us, the Game Fix podcast. Damn right I am. If you want to join us for our takes on gaming news, honest gaming reviews, and celebrity interviews. Oh, we're doing this rhyming thing? Well, then get on your shoes. We'll eliminate your blues. Hey, you might end up with some really heavy clues. No, no. Find our podcast on iTunes or our website at GameFixShow.com. Hey, maybe video games aren't your thing. I was a loser once, too. We talk movies, comics, toys. To convince you that everything that we just said is true, here's Duke Nukem. Cheers, love. The Calvary's here. No, 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 no. The other line, man. Take it from me, Duke Nukem. Either listen to the Game Fix podcast or go f*** yourself. I don't really care. Whoa! Whoa.